Welcome back to Lost Ash Channel. My name is Anton Vjeldsen. I'm an attorney in the Southern District of California here in San Diego. I'm actually licensed in California, Nevada, and I take cases throughout the West Coast. Today we're going to discuss the Second Amendment once again. And we're talking about it post-Bruin decision. If you still don't know what Bruin case is all about, I will link some videos below in the description so you can have a better understanding. But it completely changed how we're looking at the Second Amendment. And specifically, we're going to talk about 18 U.S.C. 922N, which prohibits a person who's under indictment in receiving a firearm. This particular individual in this case argues that this law is unconstitutional post-Bruin decision. Before we discuss the case, I want to thank you for watching me on YouTube and subscribing to my podcast on Spotify or Audible. And before we go on, I also want to thank you for purchasing my Do Not Arrest Me t-shirts that are available on my website at lostash.com. And during the month of December, to thank you for supporting this channel, if you put in the code THANKS2022, you will receive a 10% discount on the t-shirt or any other items that you purchase from my website. Let's go ahead and discuss the case. Hello, this is a prepaid collect call from Lostash Law Firm at Western Region San Diego. To accept this call, press star. To refuse this call, hang up now. Thank you for using Tnetics. You may start the conversation now. Today we're discussing a federal case from the Western District of Texas where Mr. Gomez was under indictment on state charges for burglary, a felony charge. He then skipped bail so he didn't appear to court and a year later he was charged for skipping bail in the state system, also a felony charge. While under indictment for both charges in the state system, Mr. Gomez attempts to purchase a firearm. He goes to a dealer, he fills out an ATF form where he lies and says that he's not under indictment and he tries to purchase an M1911. A week later, he picks up a firearm and then a following week, the federal authorities arrest Mr. Gomez for lying on the ATF form, making a false statement, which is a violation of 18 U.S.C. 922A6, and then receiving a firearm while under indictment, which is a violation of 18 U.S.C. 922N. Now, Mr. Gomez makes an argument that 922N is unconstitutional after the Bruin decision. If he wins that argument, making a false statement becomes immaterial for obvious reasons. So he goes to the district court, he files a motion to suppress, arguing 922N is unconstitutional. Now, prior to Bruin decision, we used to do a balancing test, whether the burden on a lawful firearm owner is too large versus the interest of the society and the government. So it's sort of a balancing test. The Bruin decision changed completely how we look at the Second Amendment. Post-Bruin, the new test is whether the regulation complies with the historical traditions of this nation. With this test in mind, the court looks whether the word receiving under 922N 
fits within the plain text of the Second Amendment. Of course, the Second Amendment gives you the right to keep and bear firearms. The government argues for a rigid, sterile reading of the Second Amendment, meaning that the word bear means to carry and the word keep means to possess. So there's no word receiving in there. But the court says this is a silly argument. That means that in order to exercise the Second Amendment right, one first has to break the law. How could you possess a firearm without first receiving it? That doesn't make any sense. And the court even laughs and says that it would be consistent with the lyric from the Hotel California, that you can check out any time you'd like, but you can never leave. Does the conduct receiving under 922N fits within the meanings of all the words in the Second Amendment? The court says that undoubtedly, of course it does. And now we move on to the history, whether the regulation fits with the traditions of this country. The history of Section 922N begins in 1938 when Congress passed the Federal Firearms Act. Without the federal laws, ex-convicts would simply cross state lines to circumvent conditions of probation or parole, meaning that if you couldn't possess a firearm under indictment in one state, an individual would simply cross to another state and then would legally possess a firearm. Now, 25 years later, in 1961, Congress amended FFA and replaced that a crime punishable by imprisonment for a term exceeding one year. So they covered all felonies. And then in 1968, the word indictment was amended to mean that it is an indictment in any court, not just federal court. So if you have indictment in state court like Mr. Gomez does for burglary, a felony indictment in Texas state court, he still fits within 922N for receiving a firearm. It is indictment in any court, state or federal. Prior to 1938, very few states prohibited felons or really any other people from possessing firearms. And the court says that when we look at the historical survey, the history of prohibiting felons is unclear. But the history of prohibiting somebody under indictment is even more unclear. Because some experts, says the court, say that the grand jury can indict a burrito if they were asked to do so. Why? Because the grand jury proceedings are secretive in nature. The grand jury is there and the prosecutor. Defense attorneys like myself are not present. Judges are not there. And the prosecutor can present evidence that he obtained in violation of the Fourth Amendment, which protects you against unreasonable searches and seizures, or the Fifth Amendment, any statements made in violation of the individual's right to counsel and to remain silent, all that evidence can be shown and told to the grand jury. So the threshold is very low to indict somebody. So the court says, when we're looking at the historical traditions of this nation, there's nothing in history 
that says that individuals who are under indictment were prohibited from possessing or carrying or receiving firearms. The court concludes that the Second Amendment is not a second-class right. So 922N is in fact unconstitutional post-Bruin. Now, of course, we're dealing with a district court level. There's going to be some disagreements amongst judges whether 922N is constitutional or not post-Bruin. This particular judge says it's unconstitutional, but moving forward, there might be some disagreement and we might see these statutes go up to the appellate court level and potentially back to the Supreme Court for more discussion. If you enjoyed this video, I ask you to click like and subscribe to hit that bell notification button. So next time I post, you'll be first to know. And if you're listening to the podcast version of this recording on Spotify or Audible, I ask you to give my podcast a five-star review rating. And once again, the holidays are around the corner. And if you're interested in purchasing one of my Do Not Arrest Me t-shirts for your uncle or your dad, then go on my website at lostash.com, click merch, and then put in the code THANKS2022 to receive a 10% discount. Thanks for watching.